Long time no see, which I haven't seen you actually forever. So, but it's pretty much been forever. Hey, so yeah. listen, um, I'm going to ambush you a little bit. Uh, I didn't mean to. I just, you know, forgot uh, to mention that this week uh, you're going to be giving a lecture. <laughs> sure. On what? Give me a lecture on quantum entanglement. Would that be okay, Max? Quantum entanglement. Um, yeah. Mm. Familiar about, with the way the quarks react when they're observed? Oh yeah, huh. yeah. I would actually do. Yeah, I would actually prefer to do it on um, environmental health sciences. Maybe I can do that. <laughs> we are going to talk, uh, or I'm going to talk a little bit, um, and you're going to you're going to make. Oh, oh, you should be my stooge audience. I'll talk. And you make all those things like you know, like in the 1950s, they used to have that the the, fake, the audience that would clap oh, and, they, ooh, they, and they, they the canned laughter. Yeah, the canned laughter. You can be you can be my canned laughter. <laughs> I gotta I gotta I go and, and bottle up some laughter and uh, just uh, then I Although, can to you. <laughs> all you need to do is do the canned laughter at inopportune moments, and it'll really undermine me. Okay. Yes. So, uh, so I'm going to I'm going to go uh, on on the side one minute here and uh, can some laughter. Actually, I'm going to bottle it up. <laughs> and I'll show it to you. Uh, when you yeah. open it, it might look like urine, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll buy some of that canned laughter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wonder if that's something you could sell. You know, at Christmas time. Could that be a good money-making idea? You can sell so it. People buy. I bet you it's something people buy. They go down to their, their Aldi or whatever, and they're shopping for Christmas, and they just see right up by the till, canned laughter. Mm-hmm. Can laughter or uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Sure, we can make that work. How much do they sell that for? Um, I don't know how much did they sell the the artist's poop for. Oh God! Oh God! You're taking the podcast down again. Yep. Yeah. Well it's done, a Max. thing. It's a thing that was. Uh, it's in a art museum, but mm-hmm. nobody knows what's inside. They never opened. Well, well, wait, I thought you said it was his poop. Well, it says on the on the tin, but uh, it probably it's not. Oh, he pooped in a tin, sealed it, but maybe not. Maybe it's just uh, canned tuna. That, you know, the genius it? in that is that he's fooled you one way or the other. Because yeah. if there is poop, you've bought a can of poop. But mm-hmm. if there isn't poop, you've bought what you thought was a can of poop. There's nothing in it. Bam, on art. Jokes on you either way. Yeah, artists are smart. I know, right? <laughs> Either artists are smart or people wait, pay way, way too much for crappy stuff. Literally. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> Max, we're going to talk about uh, 3D printing. Uh, 3D because, printing. Yeah, Why yeah, would yeah. you want to talk about 3D printing when you're working with hot machinery? Well, I'm glad it's you asked, space, Max. Yeah. Because there is, uh, I've just come across, I've stumbled across last week. I was going to write a story, but I didn't because I'm too busy writing a story. I'm writing a fascinating story. And by the time, you know, this podcast comes out, it'll be like, look, three weeks ago or something. But it's a fascinating story about Luckin Coffee's 
scandal and Luckin Coffee's fraud. So Luckin Coffee, don't know, they're a Chinese um, Chinese coffee company. But the thing is, right, and, and they defrauded investors. You know, again, the Chinese company. There's, there's been a couple of them. Sino Forest was a was the last one back in I think 2011. Defrauded a lot of investors out of money. But Luckin Coffee uh, launched on the Nasdaq only about a year stock market. Uh, mm-hmm. Was only there for about a year, maybe just under a year, or it's about a year basically, um, before they completely fell apart. And it found out that it, it turns out that all of their their sales and their numbers were were largely padded and heavily faked. And um, so when you hear something like that, you say, "Oh my God, that's terrible." Presumably, some authorities, you know, found out. You know, the accountants, the auditors spotted something. No, 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 no. This was a guy with a hunch. Right, this guy with a, this is such a great story. So I'm writing up the full story, and I've never, I haven't seen any of the coffee websites um, write about this or write about this in detail. They all sort of say, "Oh, a scandal!" You know, 300 million, blah 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 blah. But what's a more interesting story is how it was discovered, because this guy, based on a hunch, started. Um, he uh, they they got together, and he works in a finance company, right? But they got together. They actually ended up sending. I think something like 1,400 people out to shops over a period of, of weeks or months, videoing the, the customers coming in, collecting copies of receipts, and collating all of this and comparing it to the published figures, and then realizing and then working out backwards from there that these guys were, 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 were scamming, and, and they were right. How much work is that? That's just incredible. How much? How much this guy hated these these other ones? Yeah. Well, no, but here's the thing. But now here's the thing: you can make a lot of money if if you get a if you get that bet right. You short the stock, which is we've talked about this. Um, yeah. I actually edited that out the last time because I realized I'd probably put the audience to sleep talking about <laughs> stock shorting. But you 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 can make money from a stock that you think is going to drop in price. You mm-hmm. can make a lot of money out of that uh, if you make that bet. Um, so what you want to do is you want to learn information legally that nobody else knows about that affects the movement of the stock. And, and if it affects the movement of the stock negatively, you take a massive, what's, you take a, what's called a short position, which means you will benefit if the stock price drops very significantly. And then what you do is you publish the research and then everyone goes, oh my God, fraud. And they dump the stock and you get rich. I say you because not you or me because you know yeah, <laughs> we're not smart I, enough. It's Just fine. Guys I, I would never be able to do any of that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so right story. But anyway, so this. Um, I don't know why I'm talking about that because I'm really want to be talking about this three uh, D printer. I know it's so uh, unlikely to go off topic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um. I can't tell whether that was irony or sarcasm. I think that was sarcasm. You've really got to elevate yourself to the higher level of sarcasm, which is called irony, Max. It was sarcirony. Sarcirony, yeah. <laughs> it's somewhere in the middle. It's, yeah, <laughs> the middle. I deserve it, though. So, so, this is, uh, so this is a story that no one else I've seen do yet. Uh, so I really wanted to get it out there, but I got caught up in this, in this uh, shorting uh, thing story about Luckin. But I'm going to try and get it out uh, early next week before anybody else does, because it is very cool. It's right up my street and it's up your street too, because it's um, 3D printing 
a smart coffee espresso scale. And you've got to check this thing out. This is not the clunky sort of, you know, basic what I thought it was going to be. This, this is smart. It's Wi-Fi enabled. He's got it hooked up to his uh, Android. I think it's an Android, Huawei Android tablet. And basically, um, he 3D prints this thing. He, he puts the um, electronics into it. I don't know. He's got, the whole thing's up actually on GitHub. If you're not familiar, GitHub is a, it's just a website where people who write code who want to share it, in most cases, uh, it's just, you can just go in for free and, and grab the code. So it's you publish the code if 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 you want if you want to share how to make this coffee scale, it's literally it's up there. And if you've got a 3D printer, you can download the code and you can print yourself, along with grabbing some bits and pieces of components, you can print yourself a um a a, a really sophisticated uh coffee scale. And this guy basically says, I'm gonna read out what he says, summary, and this there's a video of him making it. And he's got a beard and tattoos. So, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's into this stuff. He goes in the summary, he goes, uh, seeing how smart espresso or coffee scales can cost hundreds of dollars. I decided to build my own. I love people like this. You know why I love people like this, Max? Because they do all the hard work. So I don't have to. I'm just lazy. <laughs> I, like to ride, I like to ride the coattails of others. Uh, so he goes, yeah. I designed all the 3d files and completed and uh, created a companion web app that runs in any browser that supports the Bluetooth API, Chrome would be my choice. Uh, the open source, meaning free to use, uh, code for the app and firmware can be found on GitHub, and he gives a link. So he says, I sourced the springs and contacts for the uh, battery da, 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 from some uh, something or other. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I had laying around. See picture attached. You lift the small rivet prongs. It basically goes on basically how you put this thing together. He's got a bill of materials saying what you need. And there's about 10 items on the shopping list from a battery to some screws to a rocker switch and, uh, and an OLED screen. And basically he doesn't say how much he paid for this, but yeah, looking at the, the parts list, not a lot, not a lot. And then you take a look at this, at this, um, at this scale. And it does a lot more than just weigh your coffee accurately as it comes out. It's connected via Bluetooth to the, the web app running on the, on the thing. So what he's doing, he's got a lever machine, right? So he's got one of those little manual lever thingies, mm-hmm. levers, like a, like a flare. It's not a flare. It's, it's something else. And what he does is he programs in what his desired output is over what time. And it, draws a curve. Yeah. Yeah. Like an extraction brew curve. And then as he's pulling the levers down there, the actual curve starts to draw. So he's got the model curve, like the baseline of what he should be aiming for. And then he's got his actual curve. So as he pulls the levers and I'm once again, realize I'm waving my hands around that no one can see, but as he pulls the levers down and the scales underneath the cup, it's measuring the extraction flow rate or whatever else by the, obviously by the weight. Mm-hmm. And it's showing him where he is in the curve. So he can adjust the pull based on, you know, the, um, the ideal curve that he's, that he's programmed in. And he's, and he, and it's, it's basically just the cost of the parts, putting it together. How awesome is that? Yeah. I'm actually looking at it as we speak. Oh, you found it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's easy to find. 3D printed, uh, whatever it's called. Uh, uh, yeah, it's called, um, it's called uh, prusprusaprinters.org. 
it's on that website there. DIY yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue Coffee Scales. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at it on Reddit. Oh, it's on uh, Reddit too? Of yeah, 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 of course. Everything, Everything is on Reddit. Reddit. Oh, he used yeah. <laughs> paper thing. Yeah. Oh, God. That How does it so look? Silly. Oh, it doesn't look silly. Don't don't burst my bubble. It looks. Have you seen it on the video? You can't see it on the video because we're on the I, podcast. I'm Watch it on the video. video. It's good. It's uh, it's an interesting thing. So basically, what he does is he tries to to match the uh, the pressure uh, extraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. I like the the the, the thing. To to be honest, it's. The, the, the beautiful thing of that particular device is, uh, I mean, the device, the coffee ma- coffee maker thing, mm-hmm. is that it's very simple. Mm-hmm. And uh, having a piece of kit that makes it so complicated, well, you might as well get a, a coffee machine instead of yeah, having to buy a machine. Even the coffee machines are not going to do this for you, not unless you get something like a decent, you know, um, no, they're not going to, but these you are adapting by hand. Yeah. So you're matching oh, by hand. It's obviously not, you know, not any good, <laughs> but that's not the point. It's cool. It is very it's cool. cool. It's, it's, it's a toy, yes. you know, but the thing is, it's a scale as well. So if, if, if nothing else, you can build your own coffee scales and you don't have to use the app, right? You just build your own coffee scales. Assuming that it's accurate, which I can't tell, but you know, I would hope that it is. Well, then, assuming that it's accurate, it's it's a lot cheaper than buying um than buying a uh you know um, a coffee scale from from Harry or there's there's other guys. Oh, that's for sure. I mean, the thing is, which coffee? What coffee scale do you use? Oh, my coffee scale's terrible. I've got, I've got to actually I've got to actually upgrade it. It's terrible. Like it's literally today making the coffee. Um, I, I weighed it out as 19 grams. I put another half a gram of coffee in the basket trying to get up to 20 and suddenly it was 21. And I know I didn't put one and a half grams of coffee in. And I don't know now, is it 21 or is it, you know, 19 plus the bit I put in? I, I, it's, it's very difficult because it's a crap, crap, cheap scale. Yeah. I have a salter, um, baking uh, scale. Yeah, I've got I one do. of those too. Maybe I should use that yeah. instead. How, it's uh, it's good enough. It's eighteen grams, eighteen grams. Yeah. It's, yeah. But I don't look for the zero point five grams because five hundred milligrams. Really, are we at are we at that point? No, I don't definitely not that point. But I would say the one that there's two things I'm looking for in my scale, which I don't have with what I've got at the moment. One is that it will fit under my cup and under my 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 portafilter, so that I can actually stop the extraction when I get to a specific weight. At the moment, I'm eyeballing it, and then I take it out and weigh it afterwards. And the yeah. second, because it's too thick, it's too thick; it doesn't fit. I need a thin one. And the second is, you know, it's it needs to be water resistant um, because, uh, you know, it's going to get coffee all over it. So. Um, yeah, I, I would like a coffee scale that is consistent, fits under my, uh, fits on the on the drip tray, um, uh, underneath the cup, 
and uh, and is water resistant, and I'll be happy. And I don't want to spend two hundred pounds on one, but you know, yeah. No, I, I understand. The, the The funny thing that I that I that I see is that uh, you know you, you see these coffee scales that are uh, sometimes fifty pounds, sometimes uh, two hundred pounds, and then I work with uh, with, with scales so day in day out, and uh, scales that can measure. Uh, a uh, hundred migs with a hundred milligram um, accuracy, they mm-hmm. are about a couple of thousand pounds for the lab. Right. So, are we really getting something decent, or um, is uh, the stuff that I use in the lab way overpriced? I think they're both true. But yeah, have you ever tried uh, using the stuff in the labs to make your coffee? I'd rather not say. <laughs> 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 no, I don't. I don't because I work with pesticides. I can't. I can't oh. use that. Um, but um, I am actually considering getting some obsolete equipment for to convert it for coffee machine use. Because yeah. why not? Well, I mean, yeah. if it's going to be disposed and it's decontaminated, why not? Yeah. 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 Why not? So anyway, that's my news today. It was. Uh, I'm going to be talking about that, and, and I'm excited about it because you know it's a bit nerdy, and I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, cool. um, I'm not going to be. I refuse to be brought down by your sensible, uh, common sense kind of arguments. There, <laughs> um, I'm sticking my fingers in my ears. La 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 la. When to that's you. okay. That's okay. I, I'll just uh, repeat it as soon as you take them out. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're you're not an only child, are you, Max? I am. Are you an only? Are you really, okay, I just you 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 would be the ideal annoying brother. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I would practice. <laughs> <laughs> I was for sure you were gonna have a brother. Yeah, I got a little brother. I used to really annoy him all the time, pinching him, no, poking no. him. No, okay. no, I was only annoying myself. <laughs> okay, all right, well. <laughs> Uh, so we're, we're reviewing a coffee today, are we? Are, are we? we? Oh, nice. <laughs> Something about coffee in the title, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You've got your notes. I, I have my notes. I've got my notes electronically on one of these screens. I just wow. need to cycle through. Cycle, keep cycling through. And today, drum roll. Drum roll. Oh, yeah. Casa Espresso El Salvador. And you know what? I'm going to take some Spanish lessons just so I can pronounce these. Damn I don't know. I mean, I think by now, if you had to uh, to um, awaken any sort of demons, uh, you you would have already uh, done it. So I think we're safe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I I was who was talking the other? Someone was talking the other day. I was listening to um listening to an interview. This guy was ch- talking like a it was a, a coffee uh, farmer or something, and it was. I can't remember. Anyway, basically, he was mm-hmm. just talking perfect, perfect English on this interview, and um, and obviously, you know, he, he spoke Spanish. And he, I just thought to myself, why is it that it's the English just don't just don't talk any languages? We're just terrible. But because everyone speaks the world, so I love it. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, but it's it's. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't worry. We, we can we can turn to Italian if you like. It's a feeling of inadequacy. 
Italian. Well, you know, we had this conversation before. You don't need to actually speak Italian. You just need to make up words, wave your arms around. Yeah, exactly. You know, there you go. So, let's go for yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always anyway. end up, if, if anybody tries to fake Italian, they always end up just like throw. you know they're faking it when they start throwing in pastas. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> because that's the it was result. They run out of words that sound like Italian. They always end up, you know, talking about bolino. Carbonara. Vignoli. So this this Casa Espresso. Okay, so first things first. Um I I was a little ups not upset. I was a little sort of uh, you know, a little uh when uh it took a long time for it to arrive. And, um, cause normally we order coffee and, uh, it only sort of comes in a week or something. I, I actually yeah. can't remember. I didn't time it, but I do remember thinking, Hmm, I'm glad I ordered this coffee early, like long before we ran out of the last one, because, you know, and then I started thinking, have they sent it? It didn't arrive in the post. Um, uh-huh. so it was definitely a while. It was like, it was more than a week. It was like two weeks or something. I don't want to say it was two weeks, but it, I'm going to say it was two weeks, but you know, they can't hold me to it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it was if anyone the audience has a sensation of deja vu is because we already talk about this. <laughs> Did we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> when we, when it arrived, we give a bit of a preview on, uh, oh. on the fact that he came with a, a friendship bracelet and, um, no, mate, that's the other one. That's Butterworth and Son. Oh. We got then, the right if notes. anyone in the, in the audience thinks that Max is an idiot, it's probably right. <laughs> I'm wondering. <laughs> we talked about this before. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> you know, Max, uh, do you ever do any work as an expert witness? Um, no, <laughs> oh, okay, good, that, that career's over, friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So part of my job, so, Nick, as a scientist is I have to stand up in court and uh, attest to what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I can say without a shadow of a doubt that this was the case. Are you sure, Max? Oh, wait a minute. That was the other guy. Now, hold on a second. I'm just going through my notes. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> Guilty for <laughs> Yeah, you can imagine, right? You can just imagine. I mean, I mean, funny enough, expert witnesses is a bit of a joke, really, because um, because uh, our understanding of what uh, of what is and what isn't in terms of science is changes all the time. Um, the expert witnesses in the past used to. Um, God, I've gone off another rabbit hole, aren't I? But the expert witnesses in the past on, on a lot of crime, murders, and things in the, in the United States, a lot of them were overturned like 10, 15, 12, you know, whatever years later when they realized that these expert witnesses, you think about, for instance, uh, blood splatter diagrams and things like that, if you study this sort of thing, um, the whole way that people understood um, uh uh, blood science uh, in in murder in, in crimes involving murder out in America uh, changed completely um, after a number of years, and 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 so many people were convicted from these so so called expert witnesses who actually um, were running off of old theories and getting paid to to testify uh, by the prosecution. So, ah, okay, yeah, not that they were biased or anything, but you know they got paid. Hmm. 
So, Casa Espresso, oh. El Salvador, yes. came two weeks, came after about two weeks. And so I immediately didn't want to like it. I said, screw them and their Casa Espresso coming two weeks late. Uh, and then I tasted it and I really liked it. So, uh, it was very nice. It was yeah, good. It was really good. Um, it was uh, actually they, they have in the tasting notes they have dark chocolate, muscovado sugar, and stone fruit. Yeah, I know what dark chocolate tastes like. I know what sugar tastes like. I have no idea what muscovado sugar tastes like, and yeah. I've never licked a stone, and uh, I don't even know what uh, um, stone fruit looks like. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I had to look it up. I, oh, I, I, I looked it up. The stone fruit is, I, I think, because I there was, I had to go. Not only have to look it up, I had to look it up uh, on a website that had pictures to illustrate it to me, so that I could uh, I could have a chance to understand. But basically, stone fruit is fruit that has stones inside of it, like the big, like you know, like a, like a big pip. What do you call it? Like a what would have a stone inside of it? Like a peach. Yeah, that, that's what I wrote. It tasted like peach to me. Oh, okay. I found. I didn't taste any. I, look, I tasted acidity. I could not say where it came from. Um, I but, found uh, it once, once hmm. or twice. Uh, my wife actually uh, felt it the first time, uh, and it's funny because she she actually you know, she normally has a cappuccino. Yeah. So to taste peach in a cappuccino, it has to be quite distinct. Does she uh, put chocolate in a cappuccino? No. She doesn't? No. She no. got a little bit of cacao. Can I just tell you? You kind of ruined my story now. God damn it. I know. So, okay. So everybody puts a chocolate on top. Get some cacao. Get a little cacao yep. shaker. Get some cacao. Not, not cocoa. It's some really nice, slightly bitter cacao. And from uh, Not from Cadbury's, no. You, don't, you want raw cacao. You don't want stuff with milk or sugar or stuff in it. Get the okay. cacao. And what you do, and this is my little tip. I'm going to put this, I'm going to actually write a story on this. This is, I, I, we make the best uh, cappuccinos, sincerely. Best to make it in a glass. And uh, what you do is you uh, put this, put the shot um, of espresso in, often a single shot because, you know, um, cappuccinos aren't meant to be too strong. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you shake the cacao inside the glass on top of the espresso. You don't put it on top of the milk. Mm-hmm. And then, and the key to a great cappuccino, by the way, is the milk. And I would say seven to eight times out of 10 coffee shops get it wrong. Uh, yep. If you go to a good coffee shop, they'll do it right. But, you know, you'll pay through the nose for it. But, um, but a, a good cappuccino, the, the, the key is when you drink the milk, it's not, it's not about just having foamy milk. Everyone thinks, oh, cappuccinos, you get foamy milk. No. Now, you have a little bit of foam on top, but as you drink the milk, as you tip it slowly back, the transition from the foam to the milk underneath should be very silky smooth. It should go down your throat like, like, a, like, like, like silk. And that's the key to it. So getting that, that perfect micro foam in the cappuccino is key. But if you put the cacao in above the espresso and then pour the milk in, You'll get this lovely, slight, just a very slight texture because obviously the cacao melts, but you get this very slight sort of texture and slights of variance in intake, just very micro variance, but just adds a little bit of interest. And if you nail the milk 
with a single espresso, good good quality espresso, not too much cough, not too much uh, volume overall, and 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 that it makes a top cappuccino. That's my tip for the day. Yeah, and if you actually, if you in Italy, if you ask for a mochaccino, that's what you will get. Ah, they call it a mochaccino, do they? Yes, it's made in, typically in small glasses, and uh, if yes. the barista is good, is going to pour it. Uh, with um, with an upside down um, spoon, so that you have three layers. You have the coffee, the, the crema with the cocoa, the cacao on top, and then the mm-hmm. milk on top, and then you mix it. Aha, uh-huh. okay, yeah. That that's that's the traditional way of making it. I, I understand that the, the sort of the more um, the the way that I guess the way that that is made over here now by the really good baristas they, they'll make it they'll mix it all together all, all at the same time but the, the key thing whether you mix it before or afterwards the key thing is the milk and getting that that transition there shouldn't be like the, a really bad cappuccino if i tell people this now and they go out and they taste a cappuccino they'll suddenly notice uh where you're drinking and it's foam 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 and there's suddenly thin milk underneath that's mm-hmm. badly made cappuccino that's when you know they haven't done it right nice anyway we're not talking about cappuccinos. We're talking about Casa Espresso El Salvador Espresso <laughs> Blend. <laughs> we keep going back. <laughs> yes. And, and you liked it because it had the stone fruit, which you managed to get out once. And, yes. um, and you see, I think I'm, I think I'm turning you. You thought you were going to turn me into like a dark, strong, robusto espresso fan, but we didn't realize I already am a dark, strong, robusto espresso fan. But you, on the other hand, are starting to like these acidic drinks? Uh, no, I don't like when it's acidic. I like when when there is chocolate background, and then you have a little bit of acidity, or for example, a little bit of. In this case, it was um, chocolate acidity. Uh, mm-hmm. Literally, the, when you have the very dark chocolate, I don't know mm-hmm. if it explains itself. But when yeah. you buy the, the very dark chocolate, it, it is acidic itself. Yes, and it is. It had that kind of flavor. I really liked it. This I, I actually enjoyed it. It was a very nice and fluffy pour. Mm-hmm. So it was pouring uh, from the spout. It was coming out very thick. Yeah, this one poured very easily. Very easily. Yeah. I'm looking at my time. What was my time in? Blah blah blah. Uh, yeah, actually, no. It 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 poured. It it was a reasonably normal pouring time, sort of like I went from 20 to sort of 33 seconds. Um, and oh yeah, I, I actually, even as I read these notes, I'm sort of, I'm mouthwatering because it had a beautiful syrupy mouthfeel. Yes. And it was both, it was, I got both sweet and acidity taste from it. I know what you yeah. mean about that chocolate acidity. Basically, if you get a good quality dark chocolate, it's like getting a good quality coffee, get a good quality dark chocolate. Um, the acidity in there is the fruit. And oftentimes the um, the cacao that goes into making the chocolate, there will be flavors of, 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 of fruit in there. And this had elements of that in there. This had the elements of a high quality chocolate um, acidity from, from that in the coffee with a really creamy, syrupy mouthfeel because yes. I'm a, you know big on the texture. And and I got I found it very easy to pour and very easy to get a balanced uh, a balanced espresso out of it. In fact, I kept trying to screw it up a little bit to see where the parameters were on 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 different levels. Um, mm-hmm. But and you know okay, you get a little bit more acidity, a little bit stronger, a little bit weaker. But 
you know, there wasn't, I don't think I threw one away. And most of the times, you know, even though I said earlier on, I think last week's podcast that I will, even if something's kind of disgusting, I'll still drink it. That's not entirely true. If something's, if something's really bad, I'll throw it away because I don't want to get you know, too buzzed up before I've had a good espresso. I don't want to, I want to have a good espresso in the morning. I don't want my morning ruined by only having, you know, the, the aftertaste of something horrible in my mouth. So I, I, but this one here, I don't think I ever threw any of their espressos away, no matter how I was twiddling the dial as I like to do and changing things up and around all the place. There was nothing I had. I mean, I, I had a couple of under extractions, maybe some little bit of over extractions was playing around everything I drank is good. Yeah, well, I'm still having it. And um, I don't know, I feel that in time, it's gone a bit less uh, textury and uh, with less complexity in the in the flavor. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Maybe it could be me or it could be that uh, since I store it in a vacuum container, it might lose some of the volatiles. But it, actually, vacuum containers yeah. are quite good at keeping the, the things right. So I don't know. Uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. But, well, I really enjoyed well, it. This is what honest. they say. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I wanted to hate them because it did take a while to come, but I couldn't hate them um, because the coffee was good. And you got to, you got to, you know, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. That and, you know, and how they buy their beans and everything else. So you go onto their website and you've got some cool pictures of the, the farm where it's, uh, it's bought from. Which is kind of nice, and and you know it looks like um, it looks like someone's taken the photograph. It doesn't look like a sort of a it doesn't look like a sort of a, a, a stock photo, you know. Of mm. here's some you know here's some beans from El Salvador. I can look up on a stock stock site, um, and they they give you the details about the farm where it's come from and the uh, preparation and altitude. Uh, they then go into telling you that, okay, I'm actually just going to read it. So they say, this is what they say about it. They say, this is our third exclusive coffee from uh, Jassal and the Salveria family in the Los Nagoles estate. This lot is the new crop from a plot in the farm called Miramar and consists of hybrid de San Francisco varietal grown at uh, 1450 to 1650 meters above sea level. Uh, it's dry processed at the farm, and which is interesting. So not washed, but it's been dry processed at the farm. And in the cup, there's a rich dark chocolate undertone followed by a complex muscovado sugar, sweetness and a stony fruit acidity. Okay, great. They actually then give a little bit of information about the, um, about the, uh, the farmer. And I won't go into the details, but I'm dragging on a little bit. But they talk a little bit about that, and they actually have a link to the farm where you can find out more information, which I really liked. Um, they do say, they do say in fairness to them and my bitching and moaning about the, the time it took to deliver it. They do say that all web orders are posted on Wednesday. Please order by midnight Monday to receive same week delivery. Uh, so orders received after Wednesday will be processed the following week. That probably explains. I don't think I read that. So I need <laughs> So I just, you know, I'm a busy guy. I just click the buttons. Um, so I probably didn't read that. So in fairness to them, they tell you right up front and center. It's only people like me that don't read uh, that, 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 you know, weren't paying attention. Um, but no, they gave, they gave the good information about it. I don't know what they're paying the farmers, but um, 
but they're doing the direct trade, which is a great thing. And they're giving you all the information about the, uh, the, the location, the farm they're buying it from. So I really liked all of that. And the coffee itself, of course, was, was, was delicious. So I'm definitely giving this one, this company, uh, my, my very important recommendation in the industry. Uh, and, um, and, uh, it, it'll be one I'm, I'm, it's going to go on my list of ones to go back when all this is done, Max, and we've gone through all the coffees in England and Wales, and then all the ones in Scotland and we've done everything, <laughs> right? Yes. If I'm still alive, I'm going to come back to a list of, of those coffees that I want to, to, to or those companies, I should say that I want to order more coffee from. And I'll yeah. tell you, I'm even going to tell you right now what coffee I want to get from them next. Um, I don't think it's one that you would like. In fact, I'm almost certain it's one you won't like. Uh, but it sounds so interesting <laughs> to me. It's Ugandan. It's a Ugandan finger natural. So it's natural process. So it's going to have a lot of uh, flavor. And it's got a strawberry sweetness into a floral pale ale body, finishing with a white oh, peach acidity. Yeah. It sounds like you have me up on buying it for you. Uh, no, thank you. I mean, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> I think I'm going to give up on coffee because it's, uh, you know, too much caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, but this sounds really awesome. And I'm going to, uh, it may not be best for espresso, to be honest with you. This might make a better pour over. Um, Could be. But, but, but interestingly here, actually, I tell you what they do here. See here, they talk about the social enterprise aspect of the, of the farm they're buying from. So uh, they buy actually from a social enterprise, working with farmers in Uganda with the aim of improving yields, improving profits and improving lives. I'm going to little, outtake thing here about this yield thing a lot of people are talking about pay coffee farmers more etc 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 and it's been my little hobby horse because i've gone on about it a number of times it's not about us just paying more at the cup you know at the at, at you know the point of of collection that affects farmers there's too many variables in between one of the best totally but one of the best ways that you can actually uh and, and a much smarter way to improve the 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 lives of these farmers is actually to help them improve the yield improve how they're 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 harvesting the coffee um and if you can improve a farmer's production it doesn't have to necessarily in, in, in increase any costs right but if he can get a better yield by the way that they're picking and their timings of harvesting and things like that if they can get in the way that they plant their trees and space them and and um, replant and what kind of uh, variations they're planting. If you can improve their yield for the same amount of work, the same amount of effort, they get a bigger production. A bigger production means more money. And, and so it's not just about what we pay for a coffee. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the farmers uh, don't have very sophisticated farming methods. And so going through an education process with them, to to help them uh, improve their their yields has a direct benefit, obviously, into their into their pocket. So, uh, the fact that these these guys again are working with enterprises that are engaged in that kind of activity makes me feel good because at the end of the day, you know, um, we're all humans that live on this planet, but also um, if you want to keep drinking good coffee, you 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 have to find a way to make it sustainable for everybody in the value chain. Yeah. I agree with you. I can't, unfortunately, I can't really comment on these because of conf conflict of interest. What's that? Uh, I work for a, for an agrochemical company, so I, I'm 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> commenting on these. Okay. All right. That's all right. I'll just but, speak for uh, you next. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, th- but there are actually, uh, from agrochemical companies, uh, there are actually um, trainings that are going on and uh, educating people on how to use products effectively and how to reduce the use of pesticides and the use of fertilizers and uh, to in order to reduce the carbon footprint of agriculture in general. Right. So right. there is there are good companies there that are actually doing lots of good from my point of view at least. There is literally, you know what, there isn't like a silver bullet and there isn't um oh my god if we do this one thing that's going to fix all the problems. Like most things it's complicated and it's gray yeah. and so you have to actually combine all sorts of different uh, solutions that that will that will that will lead to uh, an overall benefit. Um, as an aside, oh God, I'm, I'm going to have a little ramble again, but this is so interesting because <laughs> we had the British, the British cycling team was like the worst in the world a while back. Did you know that? We're yeah. like just we were such a joke. Yeah, we were such a joke. People don't realize this. We were such a joke that uh, an Italian. Uh, bicycle company that was being unnamed refused to sell bicycles to the British cycling Olympic team because they were worried about the embarrassment that would be caused and associated with them, with them as a manufacturer. That's how bad we were. And within a few years, this had been transformed into us being like an almost unbeatable. We won every gold record. We won, we won, uh, the, I think we run the, the Tour de France like two or three times. We won more Olympic medals. I think we set records for how many golds we won in, in, in Olympic medals for cycling. Like we, we just broke all the records and it was in a matter of like five years. And you know how that was done? It was done through a 1% rule. So 1% rule. And there was this, they got a new coach. They got a new coach and the coach went in there and everyone, you know, not everyone, but a lot of people think, wow, we've got a lot of ground to make up. Like we're an embarrassment. We're terrible. Uh, we have to make big changes. He said, no, no. What you have to do is make lots of small changes. Making a big change is very hard to find a big change, right? But instead, every day you come in, you do something 1% better. And, and that was his approach. And all those 1% add up. And he did like crazy things like, you know what we're going to do? I'm going to get a surgeon in here and I'm going to get the surgeon to teach you how to wash your hands. Like wash our hands. I said, yeah, you actually, your hands uh, are where most of the infections come from. You know, you touch things and then you put your hands in your mouth or your eyes or whatever, and you get infection, you get infected and you get sick and then you're not training. So I'm going to teach you how to wash your hands. It's a 1%. Like what are the chances? Maybe 1%. That's all right. We'll take that 1%. Then he's like, okay, we're going to paint the inside of the van where we move the bikes going to paint that white. Well, why are you going to paint it white? Um, and so uh, fine bits on the floor. Yeah, 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 exactly. They can see the dust. Um, okay. Anyway, so uh, that's my rambling done with. So the 1% <laughs> is, is, I'm going to keep that very short, but that, that's, that's why the, um, that's why uh, you, you, it's not all about for these co- improving coffee farmers' lives. It's not all about like trying to make some huge, single big change is about doing lots of different things yeah that's yeah that's a good approach actually uh, it's a good analogy I mean, hey max is a good analogy <laughs> i know mate i know mate i swore to you i promised you i wasn't going to to go off on one um but you know it's, it's actually shorter than last time by about it five is. minutes 
actually 12. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Okay. It's five minutes shorter. That's pretty good. That's very impressive. It's one percent rule. Is that one percent rule? <laughs> we're gonna get there. <laughs> Give another ten years, and we'll get it down to thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Max. Great no talking. Worries. Always. <laughs>